You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Good morning, Michelle. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so we're off our schedule a little bit. I, I did have a second where I was like, are we recording today? <laughs> and, then, and then I saw your TikTok and I was like, okay, good affirmation. Thank you. Thank you, guides. Thank you, spirits. Yes, we are recording. Literally answering. <laughs> um, you look so, I mean, you just look delicious today. Like, you just look so, like, I just wish I could hug you and we could watch a movie. This is what it looks like on a Sunday morning when you're a Taurus and you don't have your children. You sit with a cozy blanket and coffee and just soak up your morning. <laughs> Well, what's, you know, I miss Oregon fall a lot. I missed Oregon summer as well, but I miss Oregon <laughs> at times, but you need to um, come back to Oregon. <laughs> I know I'll come up and hang with you, especially for like some of that fall fun and winter. Um, hello, child. We're recording. <laughs> what are you doing? And this is what it's like on Sunday with me, with my child. <laughs> Real life. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> I do, I do <laughs> oh, my child. She's the best. She is. Um, <laughs> so um, let's download the week a little bit since it's, this is just an us podcast today. It feels like it's almost been a while since we did adjust us. I know. Well, because when you think about it, I mean, if we recorded three or four, that's almost a month since we've had an us podcast. Yeah. So it's, it was time. Time. I was feeling, yeah, I was, I was feeling for it. Yep. (laughs) Feeling for it. It's a new phrase. (laughs) Let's get into it. I swear I love our friendship. Anyways, um, so, you know, I'm just going to talk about one thing real quick, and it's platonic soulmates, Mm. because I just want to start this off because obviously, obviously, you are one of mine. Um, Clearly. (laughs) I don't don't know why I have to say obviously like this, but it's super fun to change up my um to change up my accent just for that obviously is there some words for you that have to go into like another no but you know my 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 daughter tells me all the time and it's the strangest thing she always says to me she's like mom you sound british you have a british accent and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i'm just talking my normal way and she's like yeah but you sound british and i'm like do you mean I sound eloquent for living in a rural area? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Is, am I speaking actual literate English? Is that what you're thinking? Speaking complete sentences and I enunciate. I don't know. I'm just wondering. Um, well, it just, I don't know. Now it just can me to ask her, is there like a spirit that is like a mommy spirit that speaks English behind you? I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know when it comes to kids these days, they are some spiritual little beings. Yes. Yes, they are. My daughter, especially. She has told me that she has talked with her 
passed away grandparents. Oh, yeah, that's and cool. I believe and I believe her because she's told me some details that there's no way that she would know things I hadn't told her about her passed away grandparents. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and nothing her- your dad or your mom would have like spilled the beans on, or she mm-hmm. overheard. No. no, that's interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I believe I believe it. I have friends who have definitely spiritually enlightened kids and you know gifted and I I would definitely say gifted like it's it's amazing um so platonic soulmates I was just thinking like Cooper was just staring at me longingly and for for some of you folks who may not know I have an English cream golden doodle who is going to be six in November I definitely think he is like one of my little soulmates for sure too. Oh yeah. Animals are definitely our soulmates. They come well, no, to you. I don't think all animals are though. I think, I think you can tell the difference. Oh no. I mean like, like the ones who come to you, like your pets, like they are our soulmates, not all of them. Cause you bond with certain ones in different ways too. Right. Yeah. Because my other dogs that I've had, I haven't quite felt this connected. Like, he goes, I'm, I like love coffee and he has, since he was three months old, always gone for the coffee cup. Like he's yeah. totally, I was like, yeah, you're so my dog. Cause he was like wanting to sniff it and lick it. And I have, I'm around other dogs and they could care less about my coffee. Cooper he, likes coffee. Cooper likes coffee. He really does. Um, I have a cute picture of him actually that I'll, I'll share with you later, but um, yeah, definitely just feeling the the nudge lately with platonic friendships like these people are just coming out of the woodwork right now I don't know if it's because I'm just super open to allowing really sweet new human beings into my life like not on a romantic level at all it's like they just are filling in those interesting little gaps right like Mm-hmm. life and how they how they all bring something special like we we talk about relationships right like our, yeah. our hopefully one day when we're fortunate enough to meet somebody who adds value to us right adds value to us um these lovely humans are adding value to my life in such sweet ways and just show up when I least expect it and I don't know. Did I send you, did I send you, I saw yesterday, I can't remember if I sent you or not, but I saw like a a graphic on Instagram. I've seen it a couple places this week, actually. It's so funny that you say that because that just popped up. Um, It says, look at your single period of life as, and I'm butchering it. This is not exactly what it says, but this is the gist. Um, Look at your single period of life as a reminder of how important and meaningful your friendships are. Mm, oh, I haven't seen that one. That's a I good one. I didn't send it to you. And that's not, ex- that is literally not word for word what it says. Yeah. But like, that is the gist of it. Something about like your solo single time being the time to like lean into your friendships and appreciate your friendships. And I think that's so powerful like to be reminded of that. And I love that you're saying that because I mean, that's what it's been for me the past two years of being single like my friendships are my, my my most important relationships I mean you and I talk almost every day right <laughs> like yes absolutely. I talk almost every day with like my 
core group of people, whether it's on the phone or whether we're texting in group chats and it's true, you know, and, and I love that, like my core group of people, we all kind of like intersect as well, you know, and so like you and Angela and I will have a chat or you and Bailey and I will have a chat or like Angela and Mary and I will have a chat, like all my friends, we kind of just like intermingle. And I love that so much. I do. I was actually thinking very selfishly, how could I get our significant soul platonic mates in one space? And it's not that many people. I mean, we're talking a handful, like, like Mm -hmm. maybe nine altogether. Mm Mm-hmm just like all of us together, like I'm just keep thinking of how I can make that happen, whether it's just put something on the calendar for 2024 and just say, let's just get a big Airbnb, like up in Washington, maybe, you know, near the coast or up near the Olympia, like somewhere where it's also magical because every one of us loves hiking and love or nature bathing or, and just do our own little friendship meetup retreat type of thing mm-hmm. just friend time <laughs> just like a serious like yeah like a really cool girlfriend weekend I don't think I've ever had one I actually have had one with Kaden with all of my high school girlfriends like they're mm-hmm. such and they're such sweet they're good mothers and they're lovely and I'm grateful like I've had them in my life for over 40 years but to do like at this time in my life, like a real girlfriend's and it's not a, it's not a trip for Vegas for me at all. Like it's oh, let's no, in no. woods, let's like nature bathe, yeah. let's go find a hot springs, like yeah. or find a really great Airbnb that has a awesome hot tub where we can all just like, you know, have our glasses of wine, sit under the stars and just like talk about life. Like just chat. God, that sounds so magical. <laughs> But, well, I think we should just put it together. I think it just needs to happen. And I hope um, this might inspire other <clears throat> people to do that as well. You know, everyone listening is going to be like, can we come with you? <laughs> yeah, if they want to. I mean, if they if they want to join us. But no, I, I would have to say no. I'm, I'm very protective of my those core friendships. And I think that's what that's what makes it magical because you already know parts of everyone. It's like, and they know you and we all know each other. And I think that's why it feels so like almost like the most comfy Taurus trust fall ever Mm -hmm. into like the most lovely sheets, the most beautiful, like you just fall back into the comfort of human, of these beautiful human beings, these women who are, you remember, I think, I think you sent it to me. There was, um, like a video of someone sitting on like a I think it was a bed on the beach and they were just like surrounded by blankets and there was like a giant shark it's literally like the four seasons out at the beach like it's the most beautiful bed with all like like every kind of buffet food you can possibly imagine like being given to you while you're literally on on like at the ocean that is what having platonic soulmate friendships feels like. Yeah. And that's why, like, for me, in this space of being single and, like, dabbling a little bit in dating, I'm like, I'm okay being single because, like, literally, my friends fill up my cup. Mm-hmm. My relationships in my life fill up my cup to the point where I'm like, 
it's going to take someone with big shoes to step into my life and add to what I already have. Well, that that's what I'm saying. It's like, I'm, I'm, I wake up really happy, like who, because, and the thing that makes me happy, like when I think for a second, like, oh, I wish I would love to have somebody obviously like wake up next to, and I mean, obviously like all that stuff is so beautiful and fun, but the other part of it is they have to be so uniquely qualified to fill that. Like I have, I'm, I'm really enjoying just in my picky phase here and I'm just going to stay picky. And I I don't mean nitpicky, but I just mean like, I'm so happy with my friends. Standards are high. The bar has been picked up and the bar is high. (laughs) I know it's interesting. And, you know, as you get into your spiritual journey, I'm finding so many um, like books and, um, feeds all about soulmates and twin flames. And then you were watching this documentary on, on Amazon prime yesterday. And of course had to share it with me. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what the full title of the documentary is, but yeah. what, do you remember what it is? It's like it's finding a soulmate. Seeking, desperately seeking. seeking yeah, soulmate. desperately speaking, a soulmate. Yeah, and I just such a funny it. play on like the eighties, desperately seeking Susan with Madonna, which oh, is such a cheesy freaking cult movie. If you love Madonna, I mean, it's just a fun movie with oh, Rosanna Arquette is in it, right? Like, yeah, that, but not in the yeah. documentary at all. But um, no, the documentary. Totally <laughs> it's just I, interesting how so up to now, I just didn't even think that there was like. I mean, I knew it. I mean, there's always been in history, spiritual gurus, right? That take, are, are, are claiming, I'll say claiming very loosely here, um, in being there for your highest good, but that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I have experienced this personally. <laughs> I mean, but what did you think of the documentary? It was so interesting because, and this, again, this is going to be such a tourist thing. Like I was sat on my couch with my coffee and I was going, I started to crochet a beanie and I was like, oh, I'm cozy. I just need to watch something in the background while I'm crocheting a beanie. So I start looking through Amazon because Amazon has some great docu-series and I'm kind of behind on the Amazon docu-series and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. It caught my eye because it said something about twin flames and desperately seeking a soulmate. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Like we talk a lot about twin flames and, you know, we've talked about twin flame journey and it's like, I'm going to check this out and uh, very quickly realized that it was basically kind of deep diving a group that revolves around the twin flame topic, but has absolutely turned super culty. And it was fascinating. And I actually sat and watched the entire thing in one day. (laughs) It was like a four part. And I watched the entire thing and finished my beanie. And it prompted a lot of deep diving and journaling for me because 
Hi, I had a childhood cult experience for nine years. Yeah. And every time I watch these kind of docu-series, like I, I also just watched Shiny Happy People about the Duggar family. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Whenever I start watching these, I'm like, oh, wow. I tend to downplay like my cult experience, but I start watching them like, holy shit, like my life completely lines up with what some of these people are experiencing. And it kind of not like brings up flashbacks for me, but it just like kind of affirms like, oh yeah, you had a pretty fucked up experience as a kid. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to put it lightly. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I was really fascinated, of course, by your fascination and I got curious. And so I pushed play. Mm-hmm. And I was so uncomfortable watching this mainly. And I was embarrassed for them in a sense too, mm-hmm. which was, I, which I'm, I, I'm still trying to figure out why, like, I'm embarrassed for that. <laughs> Did you see that? I saw that a little weird, like thumb bubble. What was that? I didn't read. I don't know. <laughs> was that your brain thinking out loud? <laughs> no. No, seriously, you saw that too? I saw that too. I, I swear, like I'm sipping coffee and then that happened. Is that like one of our, my angel, is that literally one of my angel guys like on the right track here? I don't know. Like, Maybe. No, no, seriously, like I have been manifesting my guides and angels to show me like some serious signs and synchronicities and also to know that they're there. Okay, weird. So if you're not if you're not watching the YouTube version, I'm gonna tell you what just happened. So Michelle and I were talking, and like this weird little like thought looking bubble popped up on the screen next to her head with a thumbs up. Oh, there it is. Oh, I wonder if it's me doing like if it's if it's your new AI companion on Zoom. Weird. Wait, let's see. Hold on. I want to like see if they do something different. Okay. Okay. You try it. <laughs> We're giving thumbs up here. Maybe because I'm on a laptop. I don't know. Nothing's happened on your side? <laughs> nope. Okay, that was so interesting. But I just looked down and it says AI companion. But I don't know if I've done anything to do well, that. But apparently AI approves this message. <laughs> I guess so. I guess they like the direction we're going in this conversation. This has been fascinating and I'm not going to edit, you know, Caden out in the beginning because <laughs> it's just like, this is just what happens when we're talking. I love um, it. So, so wait, so yeah, so I watched and I don't know why I was quite so uncomfortable around it all, but um, I got uneasy, not for the sake of like, they are making me rethink all of what I, I kind of know to be but I just have to realize you know um every messenger has a different story and you have to just be really cautious at where you share and who you are sharing with and be very mindful of what state you're in as you're going through these journeys and to really be with reputable people who aren't reaching out to you via DMs or forcing you, like you said, to like send money or are trying to like over exaggerate your life. Like I was kind of blown away and at the idea of them 
telling these women and they're women and, and unfortunately I didn't see one guy, but um, I don't know, but I haven't gotten to the other episodes. So you'll have to tell me, but, but in this. Oh, least, you only saw the first episode. Oh gosh. Buckle up. The other three are intense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause but, they go on. I'm going to just give you a brief, like they go on to this, this couple um, twin flame universe, the, the people, Jeff and Shalia they go on to, in this docu-series, um, <clears throat> because their group is mostly primarily women, it's like, I think they had a statistically like 90% women or something like that. They actually went on to start telling certain women that they were the masculine in the twin flame. And because that they were the masculine energy in a twin flame, they started matchmaking people in their group. And so they would matchmake women, two women say you're the masculine you're the feminine and then they would kind of bully the the quote-unquote masculine energy into becoming trans and like transitioning and choosing a masculine name and like having a sex change and all of that so they started like it gets intense like it well i mean i just more intense yeah i mean even just that first episode where he's literally telling people to forget boundaries this is where i think i got really like I was looking around thinking, am I being punked right now? Like, is this, are these people for real? And I just felt horrible for literally the folks who are being victimized. You know what that feeling is that uncomfortable feeling that you express? That's like your internal system going red flag, red flag. <laughs> and unfortunately not everyone is connected enough to themselves that they, they understand what that feeling means. And that's mm-hmm. how people get into colds. Gotcha. So me getting super uncomfortable is a healthy, I'm, I'm in a healthy space. It's obviously. a healthy response. Yeah. Because say that you were to meet them in person and they started talking this way to you. If your system did that, you'd be like, fuck He's this. Out. He's out. I'm not into this. But someone who doesn't have self-confidence, someone who isn't, um, doesn't have a solid foundation of who they are, who's not connected to them, their body and how they feel in their body. They're going to feel that unease, but they're not going to respond from that space. They're going to buy into what they're being told because Mm -hmm. they're not able to listen to themselves. And that's a really scary thing. (laughs) That's a really scary thing. It is. It's really interesting. And um, it just, it just made me feel sad because we don't want anyone ever feeling like, again, it's like, let's normalize being single. We were just talking about this uplifting vibe that we have with our people and our core Mm -hmm. humans, you know, that we get to hang out with. And I feel so, and feeling grateful and so much gratitude for how these women hold space for me, how I can hold space for them, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have folks out there taking advantage of these sweet people who are very much looking for something, obviously, just found the wrong thing at the, at the, at the right time. And, and it kind of creates this, I want to call it mold, right? It's like... <laughs> It's just like when, when worlds collide and the, yeah, yeah. You have to be careful. You have to be careful about who you trust. And if anyone is telling you that you shouldn't trust yourself, 
That's the first red flag. Mm-hmm. It's true because our therapists, when we ask them stuff, just because I talked about, you know, like they'll say, okay, I, I see where you're going with this. And we want them to say the answer, like, tell me yes or no. And they're right. like, they're like, no, I, I, I can't just tell you yes or no, but how do you feel saying yes? Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, let's talk about how you feel if you were to say yes to that. And then let's talk about, you know, how you feel if you say no, where is your body landing? And funny enough, when we're just asked with those questions, how often, oh, the answer was within us all along. We're just learning like, okay, so flashback a year and a half ago, asked my ex-wife, my my wife then for a divorce, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 1033 on the clock, by the way. Um, And, and so I'm leaning in and I'm working on myself and, um, I, yes. Oh my God. So, um, (laughs) I swear 12 year olds are fun. Have kids, they said. <laughs> they didn't they said have kids, but they didn't say have tweens. <laughs> oh, have a tween. She's fun. Um, no, so you know, forward back from last year, and I just realized it's like everything we do on our journey, like the whole purpose of it, I'm realizing is is how to learn what to gauge within our bodies. It's, it's literally about coming back to ourselves. It is. It's my the therapist whole thing. and I talked about the other day. Like I, t- I told my therapist, I was like, you know, I, I look at my journey the last two years and I realized that two years ago, I was looking for validation anywhere except for within myself. And the journey has literally been to come to a space where like, I don't feel like I need validation from anyone only from myself. The, the only person that I need a response from is myself. Like, yeah, sometimes a sounding board is nice, right? Sometimes yeah. someone to process things with is nice, right? That's what our friendships are for. That's what our therapists are for. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like, here, it, it, it's me. I have everything I need in here. That's yeah. what the journey is about. Well, I think what's been really neat about being on this side of the journey with you in particular is watching how you have gotten to the point where anyone who you're still looking for validation through, uh, whether it's just a, a small incident in the day, whether it's on bigger items how, how often you end up coming to more of those conclusions on your own lately and not seeking outside validation or outside yourself where our friends are validating you and saying, um, yeah, just trust, keep trusting yourself. And it's cool watching you sort of come into this place. I mean, I'm 100% there now where I don't need I like, I still love processing things, mm-hmm. but it's almost just because I'm still looking for like aha moments, not validation, but like, yeah. but like deep diving into different topics and stuff. Kind of like what we're doing right now. Like yeah. where we're talking about the twin flame scenario and 
soulmates. And I mean, it really just depends on who you hear and learn, but it, who, you, who you're learning from or who you choose to listen through mm-hmm. because so often these people are vessels and, and we can kind of tell who's bullshitting and who's not, they don't, obviously they don't get followed or whatever. We don't, you know, we don't yeah. give them any attention in that sense, or we don't allow them to invade our space. Yesterday, I had an interesting day with social media in the morning. I was just super chill and I was just like going down the rabbit hole of like hashtags and certain things. And, and then I just got really like, ugh, I don't even want to look at my phone anymore. Like it was, I think I was just like 30 minutes, but it was like 30 minutes too long. It was like, Oh yeah. It's, I mean, like the more like you sit with yourself like I, this happens to me all the time too. Like I used to like the first thing I would do in the morning was sit and scroll, sit and scroll, sit and scroll. And now it's like, I am so careful about what I intake. I'm so guarded of my energy and I'm so aware of how the things I intake influence my energy for the day that I'm like, I, I'm so intentional about my social media use, you know, like I want to use it in a way that actually feeds and nourishes me and sitting in doom scrolling <laughs> is not. Oh my God, I love that term, doom scrolling. I've never heard that's really perfect. You never heard that one? <laughs> uh-uh. I've never heard that one, doom scrolling. It's, it's like this like addictive scrolling where you're just like, you're looking, like your brain, it's like looking for the dopamine hits of, oh. you know, the bad news, the dramatic posts, the emotional things. Like our brains are looking and seeking for that dopamine, you know? Um, and and really, it's it's so bad for you. It really, truly is. So I have to be that's, very. That's where, right? That's where it gets a little like negative energy, right? Spent. Yeah. yeah so I then just looked at my little to do list that I created uh, like an hour before because I was like, I'm gonna sip some extra coffee. Caden was still sleeping. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna kind of do this. And then I was like, oh no, generator in me just was like think off. Let's, let's focus on what I can do around here. And I did all my stuff and then I just felt so happy. And Mm -hmm. that was my own dopamine hit, right? Like I gave myself my own little dopamine by just accomplishing tasks that I've been wanting to do. Oh, just such a good feeling. (laughs) It is. I love, I love productive Saturdays that way. I mean, it's so, it's so great. We were talking about, you know, platonic soulmates and one of my friends um, just moved. Well, she's like my cousin. I call her, you know, cousin Chrissy, but, um, and her daughter's like, I'm aunt shell. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. just so great. And I was just thinking how often in life we get to like really know our besties babies, like from that small age. And now she's off to college. My niece is the same age off to college and I was just thinking how often in life we get to really know like a whole journey of like watching Chrissy become a parent, being there for when at the Phoenix airport, when they brought her home, you know, from China and seeing this, like them walk off this plane after being, you know, 18 hours or whatever with this baby, like they left as a couple and came back a family. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the whole evolution and what a cool, just what a great mom she is, but only also just what a cool kid, you know, she turned out to be. 
and the fact that she's just moving back here now to Arizona and you just realize some people in your life are just, they just stick. Like they're just meant to be in their, in your life. And funny enough, the last, so when I moved here from LA in 2004, uh, she and her husband at the time, who's like, was the reason why we knew each other because he was close friends with my aunt and uncle and my cousin, and he had grown up with them. So um, I'm on Camelback, like literally just rolled into town, um, st- living. I think I was staying at my dad's for a couple of days before I got my apartment and I'm on Camelback Mountain and I hear Michelle and there's freaking Chrissy on Camelback <laughs> Mountain. She, oh my God. She totally didn't know what day I was going to be there when I was moving. But all of a sudden I'm just, and I'm in like a bucket hat and just doing my, just I'm going up and she's coming down and we just saw each other on a random Saturday or Sunday morning on Camelback. And, you know, we, we hung out forever and a day until I moved to Portland. And I mean, we've stayed close all, all through, no matter where we live, but it's so neat today that I get to like go and help her unpack and like have her back here. And um, we set the goal since I had my hip surgeries, which will be a year in November. I cannot believe. Oh my gosh. It's been a year already. Yeah. When I say that, like November 18th, wait, no, October 18th. I just, it's coming up. It's 10 days. It'll be a year since my left hip. And then I know it's crazy. And then hopefully we're doing the Grand Canyon um, next November. So cool. So mm-hmm. cool. One of the things I love too about like having those kind of soul friends is watching their journey because seeing their journey can remind you of how your own journey is going on behind the back, like behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like we don't see what's coming for us, but it's mm-hmm. coming in. Like example of that is like one of my soul family people is my sister and I call her my sister, but we have been best friends. We're not blood related. We have been best friends since we were five years old and we were in the same homeschool group. We went to the same church. We lived down the street from each other. We became best friends. And when I was seven years old, her family her parents military moved to Japan Mm. and at seven years old, we had to say goodbye to each other. And of course, this is a time where we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have Facebook. We're seven years old. And so we actually wrote letters to each other. At seven years old, we started writing letters. And we sent each other letters for years. And we had a journal that we kept. And we would send it back and forth to each other. And we stayed in touch that way for so long. And they came back and visited, I think, three times um, until we were 18. So from the ages of 7 to 18, that's how we maintained our friendship. We spoke on the phone a handful of times. And we just wrote letters and sent this journal back and forth. And then when she was 18, she moved back to the States. We became roommates. (laughs) And we have always lived within a few hours of each other since then. And we've gone through having kids. We've gone through having very dramatic breakups and all kinds of things. And then I've watched her journey 
And now she is with the most amazing man that when they first met, I was there the first time they met. And I was like, these two are going to be together. I just knew I had a feeling mm-hmm. they are, and they just bought their first house. And so like getting to watch her journey makes me realize, oh, other people are seeing my journey and I don't know what's coming for me, but it's all beautiful and wonderful. Exactly. I think, I think just normalizing being single and not sweating. I mean, granted, I a hundred percent believe in twin flames, hundred percent, hundred percent believe in soulmates. I believe people come in for a life for reasons, seasons, all of that sort of thing. And it just goes to show like what makes people stick and what doesn't. Mm. So I think I believe this is just my belief. I very much deeply believe that that your soul family, the people that you meet in life, that it just makes sense, even though maybe sometimes it shouldn't make sense. Like on paper, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, if you think about like even my friend that I'm talking about, like on paper, it shouldn't make sense that two seven-year-olds stay lifelong friends when they live an entire world apart in a day and age where we didn't have cell phones, social media, any of that. Somehow we stayed friends. So on paper, it shouldn't make sense. I deeply believe that we make agreements with with other souls and our soul family members before we come here. That's what I was just about to ask you. Yeah. And we find each other because yeah. we're here to teach each other and support each other and lift each other up and be each other's foundation. And, and But furthermore, these are the people who ask the right kinds of questions to help you remember who you are. Like these are the people mm-hmm. who remind you who you are And they're never going to sugarcoat things. They're always going to bring you back to who you are. Mm. So those are the people that stick, we think, like that they are, that they bring us to who we are. They create a safe space, brave space, whatever that moment is, to allow us to be our complete and whole selves. So us feeling seen in that moment triggers a remembrance maybe with that person. And, and that's when you're just like, got it. You're supposed to be in my life. Okay. And it could take, it could take months to develop or like you and I could literally take a half an hour into a conversation and you go, this person is supposed to be in my life. Like, I'm going to just, I'm just going to like, let this happen and see what happens. Like she never calls me back and we're not supposed to be friends and okay. Right. Like that's where I'm at in my life. Like, all right. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, there's not a feeling of forcing it either. You know, there's situations in our life with certain people, like maybe there's someone you dated and you just feel like, Oh, I can't let this person go. And you're trying to force it and all of that. But like, the people who are supposed to be in your life are going to be there no matter what. That's where trusting all of it is so important. And, and people that come in our life is just to show us like, see, told you, you could just, just trust it. Like the people who are meant to be in your life will just be in your life. 
and it's where our head, our ego goes. And again, we're, we're always making sure that our words matter. And so it's not about being egotistical or selfish, selfish. It's about being self-centered, like, like Gila said on that last, you know, episode where we're being, where we're centered from our core. And it's really important to recognize this space feels really comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so if people center you and we lean into like what Glennon has said, based on what I think uh, Martha, Dr. You know, Martha Beck said, which is lean into the warmth. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's like, just lean into the warmth and don't lean which is like that opposite feeling, right? Of like, you know, you were talking about the feeling you got when you started watching the docu-series. Oh, that feeling like clenched. it's like your entire body just like clenches. You're, you feel sick to your stomach. Your stomach drops. You just feel it's that like fight or flight response you immediately go into, right? And so the people that are soul people shouldn't trigger that kind of response. Mm-hmm. It should be bringing up the... I feel seen. I feel safe. Mm-hmm. That warm, good, not forced feeling where it just flows and you're like, okay, this is mm-hmm. where I'm supposed to be. And those are your people. <laughs> you know, it's when, when you were saying all that, I was thinking about one of my friends the other day who said, God, I'm just loving the podcast. I love, I love how you and um, River talk. I love the people you're bringing on. And she's like, you know, what can I do to like help find more people? I just said, you know, obviously share it. And it's so fascinating to me how I don't feel the necessary need to just push and push and push. Like I rather have a slow organic growth of folks who enjoy the podcast, want to reach out via, you know, our posts and we'll write, you know, we'll, we'll connect back or whatnot. And it's one of these things that I just, I think like my friendships, or maybe I'm just at this place in my life where I'm just savoring all of these moments because, and I think we only get here once we've been through the shit, the muck, the darkest days, because without those dark days, which to me, I look back, I can look back really fondly now. I mean, and say, wow, I came out of that. So one, it like makes me proud of myself. So there's like feelings Mm -hmm. that you gather after being like coming out on the other side a little bit and get it. And and there's a little distance from that darkness, right? That dark space. Mm -hmm that you get to sort of lean in and, and want to, I'm just all about savoring. Like my friend, one of my friends is now dating somebody and I'm like, this is so sweet. Like she has, a, she's telling me on the phone yesterday, she has a girlfriend now and like Aww. they were having this lovely moment and acknowledging that they want to be girlfriends. And I was like, Oh, I love that so for cute. You. <laughs> it is. It's so freaking cute. And I was sort of talking, I'm like, Oh my God, it's almost like, I go, you actually like get a chance here to do things slower, like savor it. You, She came out of two really icky relationships, like narcissistic and everything. And I'm like, 
you deserve a slow love. And I just kind of, and she's like, oh my God, you are, she's like, you are so old fashioned. I go, well, I'm old. Thanks. You know, I am older. I was, you know, I was around my grandparents, all of them for a long time. And I do, I like that whole like old fashioned courting feeling. Like, why do we have, like, it's interesting because the collective is trying to get back to that, like slower love, like we're slowing down, we're slowing down, we're we're realizing that there's so much value in slowing down and taking time and not rushing into things, not jumping into it, giving yourself and not even just with love, like taking the time to make a decision for yourself, right? your job or where you want to live or whether or not the relationship with your parents serves you, you, you know, there's, there's so much that we're slowing down and we're looking and we're evaluating and we're saying, even like socially, like we're like, you guys, the way we're working socially just doesn't fit anymore. It doesn't mm-hmm. serve anymore. This, this patriarchal society we're in where it's a nine to five that fits men's lifestyles <laughs> and physiology, like doesn't work for women and mothers and people who have periods. <laughs> like we're, collectively just taking a big deep breath and being like whoa slow the fuck down Mm -hmm. I think for and I'll just speak for me for this moment which is I like monogamy like I'm super okay and will cheer my ethically non-monogamous people on who are 100% able to like stand in that truth for themselves. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, because we know what it takes in that sense, like there's a lot of communication. And when you, when you educate yourself about it, you're like, all right, that doesn't, that doesn't, it still doesn't, it it still doesn't serve me personally, Mm -hmm. but I understand like from that place, like how it doesn't have anything to do really with sex. It's like literally allowing love in 10 times, two times, three times, like whatever that is for them, you know? And oh my um, God. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, like a slow, slowing down and being totally happy in my singledom right now for the reason that, um, if someone is going to be my counterpart in this life, my, my journey partner, my ride or die, my, you know, my, uh, my co-pilot, I, I'm okay with just not filling the gaps with a a rotation of women because that just doesn't feel good to me. Like, I'm just not going to be a date. Like, I'm just not going to go out on a ton of dates and that's okay with me. Like, I just rather fly up and spend time with you or, mm-hmm. be, or be around family or honestly, I love being by myself now and I'm Same. good. Yeah. I'm like good doing both. As long as, Same. as long as who I'm going out with, like bring, like, not that everybody has to like bring like some high quality. Like, I don't want people to think that I'm just like dissing people who don't bring like they may bring laughter to the mix and that that's a really fun when you go out and hang out with good people. But I mean, just the, the, just the core of, I just, I can't do the superficial light shit anymore. Like I think no, I, I, I think I posted either. something that said, um, and I'll have to find the quote, but um, 
on my Instagram yesterday. I think it said something to the effect of, I hate, oh, it's the, it's this one. I hate small talk. It gives me anxiety. But if you want to get honest and vulnerable and weird for a little bit, I'm totally down for it. Same. And that's yeah. like when you and I met, like we talked for so long and we're just like sharing everything. It literally, <laughs> we did. We, we, we literally spoke from our core, our, our heart that day. And it had nothing to do with what color is your favorite color. You know, I mean, it's like, where's the last place you hiked, which are all valid things, like not dismissing that those types of conversations no, are valid, but like, they're icebreakers. So we want to like, we want to know more. We want to hear more. We want to get deep. And, you know, I'm like you, like I, I am so deeply supportive of ethical non-monogamy Sometimes I have a hard time with the phrase ethical non-monogamy because a lot of a lot of dudes use that as an excuse to just still be super shitty to women. But <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. I'll trust your I'll trust your word on yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, women women do it too. But um but like polyamory and open relationships, like I am so fully supportive of that. I dated someone for quite some time that I had an open relationship with and we dated together we dated separately and I'm it's it's so beautiful and I love it because what it does is it teaches people when they approach it from an, an intentional place to communicate to have strong communication skills and it is it's it's so much less about the physical aspect and it's about like connecting with people and creating boundaries and enforcing your boundaries and communication and it's it's a beautiful thing but that's not for me anymore in the space of life that I'm in. I just want my person. Mm-hmm. Me too. I I'm, I feel the same way in that regard because I I'm okay at just having all these great experiences now and I'm not, and I'm not rushing anything. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm just rushing. I'm just enjoying my life like, and taking it that mm-hmm. I'm really, really being, um, I love the word intentional so much and I don't think it can be overused. I just, I think I, uh, I just know for a fact that when I wake up in the morning, I like to see what my day is going to look like and how, if it doesn't feel intentional, because maybe it's Monday through Friday and I'm just needing to show up on Zooms and I'm having to do like, do the work. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so I try to fill in the gaps during my work day with intentionality, whether it's taking um, a walk with Cooper and just stretching my legs and not having anything in my ears and just like allowing the day, like the the 20 minute walk to like unfold or um, it's, you know, in the morning in the gym and what I listen to, I am extremely intentional. I'm having a hard time just listening to music these days, just to mm. like, like I'll put on Fleetwood Mac's radio station or, you know, like other mixes, but it's interesting. I really am like in this phase of, I want to hear things that help me to continue to evolve, level up, or if it's like a history or a science podcast, I'm just learning something cool and new. Whatever that the intention is to just fill my ears, because the more I recognize, and I'm sure this is so cliche because I've seen so many, um, you know, uh, quotes on it over the years, but we are what we 
listen to. We are what we eat. We are what we, whatever, fill in the gap. And, and you're not checking out from life. You're, you're not, not checking out. You're checking in. You're like, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. I've dealt with my baggage. <laughs> I'm here. I want to, to experience with intentionality because we're only here for X amount of time and we don't even know how much time we're here for. Right. And and, so many and people every- are walking around just totally checked out. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're, they're, they're self-numbing. They're checking out because they can't sit with themselves. But when you become your own best friend and you're able to sit with yourself, then you check into life and you're like, bring it on, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm rewatching Sex in the City, like the original. I want to rewatch it too. You, you really should. Like it's so good. It is, it is interesting because when it first came out, I have to look at the date. I, I still need to um, when it came out and how old I was at that point. It is so different recognizing that I am in the same kind of era space of those of those women and how they wrote it for the 30, 40s, you know, 50s. And I'm just re-seeing it. Um, by the way, for sure, Carrie and Big are twin flames, 100%. And it makes me think about who wrote it, you know, who wrote, who were the writers on that show. Like, I almost want to do a deep dive on each of their spirit, like if they had a spiritual awakening or a journey. But it's fascinating how um, people write these scripts and how big comes in and out and how Carrie was really like, she's so present for him in that sense. And then of course I'm at this season where he gets married to um, the beautiful actress who played, she was on one of the crime unit shows, you know? Oh yeah. I I wish. um, Yes. I know who you're talking about. Yep. I can't remember her name. My dog is making some fun noises back there. He's had like backward sneezes lately. Aw, poor Cooper. Mr. Cooper. I know. Do you hear him? Aw, I hear him. I know. Uh, you know what? Uh, like, as you were saying that about Sex in the City, though, like what came up for me is it's been so long since I've watched it, but in the, the Sex in the City movie, the first one, I think it was, where Samantha is dating the younger guy. What's his name? I can't remember what his name is. Oh my gosh. I hate that. I can't remember his name because I love this movie so much. Um, But like, there's nothing wrong in their relationship. Like they love each other. It's good. He's a wonderful guy. She feels good with him. But then she has this moment where she realizes that their, their vision for the future doesn't line up and that she's not doing some of the things that she loves to do with her vision for her life. And she tells him, like, I have to choose me. Like, I love you, but I choose me. And I think that was so beautiful because I had never realized before that, like, you know, everybody gets so fixated on, like, the Carrie and Mr. Big line where it's, like, this not necessarily toxic, but it's this back and forth over the years. And it can be toxic and it can be beautiful on this whole journey that they have. But then the moment where Samantha chooses herself, even though it's a great person. Mm-hmm just really brought me back in that moment. Like that was a defining moment for me of watching that of like, Oh, the journey is about us. 
True. It is about us. I mean, that's what it comes all back to, but just right. Just seeing how, how big shows up for her in her life. And then Mm -hmm. how she has to like be forced now to sort of date all these different people. And yet also watch. (laughs) She's learning lessons. (laughs) And it's just, it's just been, it's just been really interesting seeing this show. So it started in 1998. I just looked it up, of course, being the generator I am. Um, I love looking stuff up, but uh, let's see, 96, 98. I'm almost, I, I guess I was almost um, 30. Yeah. I was 29 at that time. I was 10. <laughs> and I loved the show for what it was like, cause they were all closely, you know, in that, but I mean, yeah, at 10, you watching that would probably just float over your oh, head a lot. I didn't watch it. It was an evil show. Loose women. <laughs> it's so funny but it's interesting how like I don't I didn't remember Charlotte being Charlotte like I didn't remember certain things about Miranda and now that I'm rewatching it from because the new reboot obviously she gets with (laughs) Shay right like if you haven't watched in a while which is with um with Sarah Rodriguez who played who's a non-binary human in real life and um but I'm watching Miranda through this whole thing. She was so gay way before she met her wife. So gay. So gay. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, really? Like I'm just And they watching- even kind of like played with that with that one episode where she has to take someone to a party with the law firm partners. Yes. And she takes the lesbian with right. her. And then they're like yep, make out in the elevator. Yep. And then she's, and she's like, like nope. I'm not gay, but everyone like watching is like yeah, you're gay. For some reason, the two of them just looked right together. Like I just, <laughs> I wish they would have played with that a little bit more back then. I'm sure they do too, which is why, you know, yeah. but um, yeah, it was just, it's just really fascinating. And I just love how Carrie processes everything. It's so great. So not serious question. If you had to pick a sex in the city character for me, who would I be? Oh shit. Um you'd probably be Carrie in my mind a little bit more. Cause you get fixated on certain people. You'll then go date because you kind of are like, well, that's not working out, even though I'd, I that's what I want, but maybe uh-huh. I need to keep expanding myself. You process things kind of the way she does in the sense of really thinking out every scenario possible. I but think yeah, Carrie's a manifester. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wonder if she is. Yeah. We have to look that up. I have to look up the site. <laughs> look up all of them. Yeah, Next look up the characters. Uh-huh. Look up each character and see who's who. I have a feeling, I have a feeling Samantha is a manifester generator because of her mm-hmm. PR firm. And she has to like do the work and she has to be out there, but she also has to be super creative. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, I can see that. And then Charlotte would probably be one of the most rare. I think she's a reflector. Yeah. And then um definitely Carrie is a manifester yeah. and then for sure Miranda is a generator. But yeah. she could also yeah. be a manifester generator, but I think she's a generator. Yeah, I think she's more of a generator. 
Because like Samantha versus, oh man, we're deep diving. <laughs> I love this. Whatever. My it's brain just went like, I could go so far with this. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know. We we should take like the cast of friends now. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my god, I love friends. <laughs> I love friends too. I haven't I haven't rewatched any of those. I almost like love it so much in my head. But if I'm having the same really lovely, you know, enjoyment with Sex in the City, I may have to go back and watch Friends. Cause I'm getting yeah, a lot. Like, I love like top three shows. Sex in the City, How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> and The L Word, I think would probably be my top three. Really? Yeah. yeah. I never watched um, the whatever mother one. Like, I, How I, I Met was, Your Mother. Yeah, because I'm like older than you got, you know, you and the friends who probably watched yeah, that, that was one. Like my college, my college generation's show. Yeah. For me, it probably would have been like, it's eleven eleven on the clock, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, L word for sure. I loved Queer's Folk. Mm. You ever watch Queer's Folk? I watched a couple, but I never really got like super into it. I I bet you would enjoy it now, just from the oh, standpoint of just their friendships and and just mm-hmm. and it's just super fun. But um, love the L word. Love the reboot of L word. Um. I love obviously Sex in the City. I'm reminded of. I'm trying to think of another. I just don't. I mean, I love different shows on Netflix and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. but I also love junk TV. Like, I'm so into Love Is Blind. Oh God, I, I've been obsessed with Sister and Obsessed, Sister Wives. <laughs> oh, like, I can't watch Sister them. Wives we, I, is my trash show that I love to watch. I watched the first two episodes and now Mary anything out of her mouth like annoys the F out of me. They're all annoying. He he's the worst. He's the worst. He is Cody, right? Worst. Isn't his name Cody? Cody is the worst. Robin is the worst. <laughs> I mean the only one I really I like, I think, is Christine. And she just got remarried. Happily remarried. She did? Yeah. Whoa. So wait, she's not even a part of it anymore? Like how many of oh, them no. are still together? Um, only Cody and Robin are together anymore. What? Yeah, you need to catch wow. up on your sister wives. I don't need to catch up, but that's just interesting. <laughs> I'll try I just trust your your intake on it. Um yeah, that's funny. I'm like, what the hell? That show's crazy. Talk about Colty. Talk about Colty. Yeah. You know what I really love? I love like all the selling LA, selling Los Angeles, selling New York. Mm-hmm. Like I am so, I love architecture. I love, I love real estate. And now that the weather's nicer, when they start opening up the open houses and like, and I mean, they're not just, you don't go in and they're air conditioning, but like having like, when they pull over those like beautiful windows and all that sort of stuff. I love walking open houses, like absolutely houses. I cannot like $15 million homes. Like I love going and walking those $4 million. Are there, homes. Snacks? Are there, sna- are there snacks? Yes. A lot of times there's like, I'm in. yeah, wine, 
sometimes there's sushi depending upon how big the house is like there's yeah it's fun um but yeah i like i like architectural home tours and things like so anyway so those those shows i really enjoy when netflix you know has those or um i also really love like the there's a show on it was in magnolia but magnolia recently went to I want to say HBO Max or something like that. Mm. So I love, I love Joe and Chip, but I love this one other gal who is out of Maine and she cooks. She's a chef. Um, I cannot remember the name right now, but I'll have to look it up, but it's like so beautiful. And then the same note there's, it's called Florets. Have you heard of that company with all the, uh-huh. she grows flowers. And it's a beautiful show on how she started their business and like how they've opened up like acreage. Like then they, then someone's like, oh my God, you guys have blown up. Like we'll sell you a couple of acres over here so you guys can keep, you know, growing all these beautiful flowers. Uh So they sell seeds, they sell fresh flowers if you live close by, or I don't know if they ship, but it's just. I think just seeing hum, humans doing what they're passionate about. I think honestly, that's why I'm attracted to those shows because you're seeing them in their passion and, and their soul is happy. And I think that's so uplifting is to see people. I was just, just going to say like, it's those kind of shows are so inspiring because when you see people doing what lights them up, it like sparks something for you of Oh my gosh, look at them living their best life, doing what they love to do and doing it unapologetically. Mm-hmm. I think that's so inspired when we see other humans living their life unapologetically. Well, I think that's for me. I think this is for you and I, I think this is our, this is part of the journey. It's like, I think, I mean, I love how you are evolving, like your business, you've been, you're a service oriented human being. And when you create things that light you up, you want to share it with the whole world and not everybody catches on as fast as you want them to. Mm -hmm. But I love watching the evolution of like, like, I'm really excited to see what 2024 brings you and your businesses. And like, there's so much on your plate, of course, but it's cool to watch you evolve where I'm not a business owner any longer. I'm just, I, you know, I show up for work and I do my thing and then I can close it. When I close out the day, I'm, I'm done. Like I get to focus on myself and it's such an interesting space to be in. And if you want to talk about like, there's, if it were on paper, people would be like, how are you two friends? Like (laughs) it's, it's so we met in the desert. (laughs) It's true. It's because we met in the desert and but I mean, obviously the, our core values are very similar. So, but if people yeah. were to just look at like who you and I are on paper, it would look, it, it oh, wouldn't match up, which is totally. funny. Like it, would, it wouldn't make sense maybe, but to us, it makes sense. I know. It's so funny. Um, anything else on like twin flame, soulmate, anything else you want to just talk about or share? You know, I think it's really important for people to know that when it, I mean, because Twin Flames is such like a buzz topic right now, right? Like everyone's talking about it. Everyone has an opinion about it. Everyone has a truth about it, right? 
Um, but as you and I know, you know, from speaking with people who are so much deeper into like the twin flame journey than we've been or the knowledge than we have. And as we're learning about it, um, it's, it's all part of our journey to ourself, you know, and it doesn't matter if it feels like something's meant to be because at the end of the day, it's only meant to be if it brings you back to yourself. <laughs> it's true and, because we could kind of make up anything. Like, let's just say this week, the color green, every time you see it will bring you back to yourself. You could almost say that for almost anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you, you believe know, it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think people get so hung up on this idea that there's this one person out there waiting for us, you know? And I think, I mean, I have, like my friend I, t- I spoke about who, you know, I was there the, the minute she met or the, the night that she met her now partner. Um, and I just, I had this knowing where I was like, these two are meant to be together. And they didn't have that knowing. They didn't have that understanding. They didn't even really have a connection or anything like that at that point in time. But when I saw them together, I was like, they're meant to be together. I just had a Mm -hmm. feeling. And it took several years. And I always had that feeling of these two are going to be together. And here they are together. (laughs) And it was, it was not forced. It was not anybody forcing them or putting them in the same space together. It just, they just came back together over and over and over again. And you could just see this magnetic attraction there. And so for me, that's always been a testimony of, you know, keep doing you. Yeah. And it's not so cliche, but what's meant for you will come. Exactly. And and watching both of them and their journey is like, they just kept doing their journey and they just kept finding their way back to each other in a very easy way. Yeah. Cause it's interesting. Cause the weekend we met that Friday night, I was actually supposed to leave on Saturday morning to go up there, but I just, for some reason was like, why am I sitting around on a Friday? Like I could just be on my way there. So that's when I was like, okay, I'll just head out. And I was in a lot of pain from my hips at that point. I know we were talking about the fact that it'll be a year and 10 days like that I had my hip, my first hip replacement. And um, it was really hard for me to like drive those long hours, you know, mm-hmm. but I just felt, I felt a pull to like, just go out there and I have no idea why, but now I know it's like my guides and my angels going, you don't know what you're about to meet because she's freaking cool and fun and awesome. And she'll be, a and big here we are. Of- we have a podcast together. <laughs> I know like, and it hasn't been forced at all. I mean, other than both oh. of us going, we need to do it. <laughs> like, we need to do our own collectively. We were pushing each other to do our own. And then yeah, we were like, the push was not like a, like a forcing. It was like an, an aha of like, Oh, the reason we haven't separately done our own podcast is because we both have strengths and weaknesses that will work together to be the best team possible for one amazing podcast. (laughs) Exactly. And again, to come back to that intention, right? Our intention here is to 
provide people maybe a little levity in their day or get them wrapped around um, some intentions for themselves, your, your, you know, your journal prompts. And like, if they choose to follow both of us, they're going to get different, you know, they're going to get different things. Mm-hmm. Um, like you just said, because our strengths and weaknesses, I, I have a different focus. It's 1122 right now on the clock. I cannot unsee them. I can't like, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they, they yell at me. Um, but it's one of those things where it all just comes back to intention. And I think the reason why I'm, I'm so grateful for how the podcast is being received and how, um, people get different things from each of us. And I, we don't have to scream it from the rooftop. We don't have to be like, come listen, 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 listen. Like, that's just super annoying. I just want people to either find us or someone to share it because it resonates for them and they want to share something special for, you know, their girlfriend who's maybe going through a tough time and like, Hey, listen to this. It'll, it'll make you feel better. But it's interesting how some people who have kind of come in and out of my life, they're like, Oh, I've been listening to your podcast. And I feel like, like, I feel like I know you better these days. I'm like, and I have, it's very one-sided in many sense because they're listening to me, but I don't get to listen to anything of them. Right. right. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like for real, like, I'm really glad you're enjoying it. I'm thankful yeah. that you're listening. Yeah. It surprised me at the people who've, I've had friends I, I haven't even spoken with in a while, not, not intentionally, but just that's how life is, you know? Um, who have texted me and said, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast and I just want to tell you like how amazing I think it is that you're doing this. And I love hearing your voice and I love hearing the topics that you two are talking about. And you two have such a good energy together. And I'm just like, wow, thank you. That like made my day to hear. And it just reminds me like we, we never know exactly who's listening or watching especially for those of us who are like more vocal, like social media people, right? We share things, we create content. Um, we're making a podcast, <laughs> you know, it may reach people that we don't know need it. Well, I told you, like I went on to YouTube the other day and I was like, Oh, I don't know why I had to go on to my own channel, but I just went on there and I saw, I totally didn't realize that our podcast had been, like share it on my, like it was connected to my YouTube Uh because of my Gmail or whatever. And I was like, oh my God. And people have been listening there. (laughs) Like, it's so interesting to me. I'm like, oh, people have found us here on YouTube. And so now we're going to post the actual videos, but the, you know, the recording will just go there automatically, but I'll just have to, you know, connect, you know, this link at, you know, our, our video after it's been launched, but yeah, it's just, it is, it's just interesting. And, you know, I'm, I think we're almost to the point we're getting to there um, of looking for a sponsor soon. And I want to, and we'll have to talk about it, but we have to like come up with some intentional sponsors that would be really cool and um, that we could promote their business and, you know, kind of partner with them a little bit, but yeah, so that'll be fun. We're, we're looking exactly. out for that. So if anybody has ideas on that, just shoot us a message anywhere you can find us and all that sort of stuff. But 
Yeah, it's fun having my kid open up on the podcast. And now your daughter is at the end of the podcast. And it just sort of she's feels- so cute. I let her listen to it and she got super teary-eyed and she was like, I'm on your podcast. And she went to school and told her friends, I'm on my mom's podcast. I heard her as she was walking over to <laughs> every morning she goes to breakfast with a friend, goes to school early. They go to the cafeteria and they have breakfast together. It's like their little morning ritual. So I dropped her off and I heard her run up to her friend and she was like, guess what? I was on my mom's podcast. And they're like walking to breakfast together. And it just made my day. It's weird in those moments. You can like see her as like a teenager or something at that point. You're like, whoa. Oh, it is. Those little flash moments. Yeah. I know. We're raising humans. It's so weird. (laughs) that's a whole other podcast but yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about this whole soulmate and twin flame stuff because um there's a lot around you know around our lives in it and um it's just fascinating it is it is but not culty but we're not talking cult here we're just talking as long as it feeds your highest good we claim yes Exactly. You like how I said we claim because they, you know, claim it. I'm claiming it, baby. If it resonates for you and it rings true for you, that's what's right for you. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, you feel good to me. I'm gonna lean into the warmth here for another, for as many, oh, for as many days as we can. <laughs> that thing freaks me out. It's really funny because I don't think I'm doing anything. Like, like, let me just see if it. <laughs> I don't know. That's, it's, if you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening right now, we're still playing with the thumbs up from AI. If you're on- not watching <laughs> us, is it really happening? <laughs> you know what I realized? And I freaking love Luke. Okay, this is just the last thought. Luke, mind and power. But I like realized when he's doing his solo casts, how many times he's dropping quotes and I'm thinking in my mind, he must have them like whatever resonates for that day. And he just inserts them as Mm -hmm. needed throughout his podcast. Like when he says something like, I saw that quote yesterday, you know, or whatever. I'm like, I'm like, okay, dude, I see you, but he's, she's just sharing good things. It's just sometimes we need to hear them in 10 different ways before we actually think mm-hmm. it's truthful and um oh god I just had 10 other thoughts but I'll save them I'll have to write them down after this more episodes to come that's <laughs> it I know but anyways appreciate you my sweet I hope you have a great Bye. rest of your Sunday love you love our sweet listeners they're all so lovely and we're so grateful to have um you now maybe watching us or listening on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever, iHeartMedia, like wherever you listen to podcasts, please share because what is it again? Sharing is caring. That's right. That's right. All right. Love you, sweetie. Love you too. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring. (laughs)